John, for your insights. They resonate very strongly with me because I'm here in South Africa. And as you know, we have uh, deprived communities and our social services take the same approach. They come in there and see what these poor people need and then they try and fulfill those needs and nothing ever happens and poverty just increases. Um, in our own uh, exchange system, I can't speak for other groups around the world. I can only speak for what we discovered here in Cape Town. Um, we had, right from the beginning, for nearly 20 years now, we've been having uh, monthly uh, markets. And one thing I noticed very early on was that a lot of traders appeared and a lot of uh, members came along to buy stuff. But actually, very little trading took place. And this puzzled me because there's all this stuff and surely people want it. But I noticed that it was more like a, a gathering, really. Everybody was just chatting. It's very unlike a conventional market where everybody's trying to persuade you that their goods are the greatest and you have to, you can't live until you've bought this product. Um, and then people were coming month after month after month after month, the same people, and still not buying very much. Then we realize it's what you've been talking about. They came there to make the connections, mm. not so much to get stuff, but they felt part of a community. They felt like a club. And um, we started to play with this. Uh, in the beginning, um, many of the stallholders were selling food and stuff, and you buy your food and you just wander around and eat it or sit somewhere, find a chair. Then we realized if we put chairs and tables in the middle, say it was in a hall or in an open space, mm -hmm. you assembled chairs around and we noticed then everyone gra gravitated to the middle and started talking and the market was really just a gathering place and people would chat. And what was happening was people were making the connections there because we noticed this also in the beginning uh, people, well, they can still they advertise what they offer on the system. And we had thousands and thousands of offerings. And over time, the number of offerings declined. But yet the trading went up. And this mm -hmm. puzzled me. I thought, well, if no one's offering anything, um, how come the trading is going up? Then it became clear that over time, people had made the connections. They knew who did what. Didn't need yes. to advertise anymore. They came along to the markets and they made the connections, they made the appointments. And it, was, it wasn't really a market, it was a connecting point where you would meet people and you discuss your needs. You almost have an, a, a session, an appointment there while you're eating your food. And then uh, you'd make an appointment, another appointment or whatever it was, and the real trade would take place. So yeah, that's 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 what I'd like to contribute. Yeah, great. It's uh, in uh, I spent a fair amount of time in Mexico, and in Mexico, in in villages, not in cities, but in villages, there's always a village well, <laughs> yeah. and the village well is exactly the gathering place. <laughs> you. You may not need any water, but you go to the village well every day, right? Yeah. Primitive version of the water cooler. <laughs> That's right. Yes. Well put, well put. Yes. 
so you've said you've said it very well and uh Please. i i like i like that gathering point uh mm. idea and the idea that it's uh, what does occur to me is the question of scale things that are produced locally of the skills and abilities of local people depend on the local people knowing about what people have to offer. Time Bank makes that visible, but it's out of that knowing, right, that the work gets done. And when you get too big a group, it's impossible for everybody to know what everybody has to offer. And at that point, the scale will demand our having somebody who will be the professional paid knower, right? And, and that's the point at which you begin to move to become an institution. So that I think it's our experience that if any group of people gets very big, right? Don't try to figure, don't say y'all come, y'all come, y'all come. Start a second group. That intimacy, knowledge, reciprocity, trust doesn't go big scale. And so you need to protect the integrity of the intimacy of relationships where people feel they trust and have the power to act. Nice. Um, I guess I'm, I'm up. <laughs> so some of the things that you've pointed out uh, with, with the Edmonton, for instance, um, that the city came to them after it was shown successful. How can we, me as a, a neighborhood uh, or community organizer myself, start something up um, without having, like, how, I mean, I don't know all my neighbors. How, how do we, we just have to start with knocking on doors and then later on, hopefully approach the government, the local government? Because I was hoping that we could get the local government first and then go back because we would need resources from them. So how yeah. could we do that? Yeah. yeah. ABCD has developed in recent years, a process, and maybe this is <laughs> what we could conclude on, which answers your question, that an asset-based approach we have some things we'd like to get done, some things we'd like to create, right? Now we might think, well, to do that, we'll go to the government, right? You're saying, and then, and then they'll help us do that. We, we fight against that. We say, the first question, there are three steps in an ABCD process. And the first is, if we have a vision, a goal, a problem, an issue, we ask with what we, first question is what with what we have, can we handle this or create this? We have to know what we have, but can we do it within our neighborhood with what we have? 
is the first question, always. Never about outside, always inside. Because we're the center of society. We are the producers of the future. We have the assets. So the first question is, are we gonna act like that and, and know what we have and connect it? Then you would say, well, we, uh, there are a lot of things we can do that way. But we found there are some things where we need something from the outside. That's the second step, right? And what we need is not partnership. What we need is support from the outside, institutions who will support us, not control us, not use us, not co-opt us, but support us. So we can say, we can do this and outside, we'd like you to do this. We know what we need, right? And we know who you are, right? And so we're defining your role, you're not. And that's the second step. Now, what will happen is that most of what you wanna get done will get done by what you have or what you have supported by the outside. But there will still be things left that neither you nor your supporters can do. And that's the third question. What is it that we need from outside that we can't as citizens produce ourselves? And we'll never know, we will never know what we need from the outside until we know what we have inside. So the way to know what you need is to ask the first two questions. And then you will see what's left. And that's what the institutions can do alone. But you're defining their role. They're not defined. They say, we have this goal and we wanna get those neighborhood people to do these things so that our goals will be reached. So three questions, what can we do with what we have? What can we do with what we have and some, some support from outside? Yeah. And what's left that the institutions can do? And it's a quick example that I've seen quite often. Well, I was yeah. asking because one of the things I'm trying to get is work with mayors for basic income and use that along with ABCD and time banking and all of the other ways to empower communities to mm -hmm. partner with them. So I know basic income, we can't do that ourselves. I mean, I suppose. Yeah, that's right. That's, but, that's, <clears throat> but you can in association mm -hmm. represent a powerful force within the movement to achieve that end. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. But, uh, but we, ABCD Institute, are about neighborhoods first. <laughs> and there are a lot of ways to get things done that are institutions first. And there are a million agencies, organizations doing that. <laughs> but in terms of citizens and neighborhoods first, there aren't many. And one of them is called time banking. And another one is called 
an asset-based approach to a neighborhood. So we live in a relatively unpopulated world, <laughs> right? But we are at the work of growing the power of citizens to be not consumers, but producers. And that would, that would be the other thing that we would, we would say that the ultimate question in terms of an initiative is who was the producer? And an asset-based approach says the first producer is the neighbors in the neighborhood. And they're the center of society. I'm writing a book called The Vital Center. And what I mean is that at a block level, right, where they become associated, they are the political bedrock of democracy, right? And they are the vital center. And institutions, the question for us is, how can they step back, <laughs> but also how can they be supporters rather than users of us, okay? Okay, wonderful. Uh, we probably, I don't know how much time we'll have for everyone to have closing thoughts, but it's up to you if you wanna do that. Um, Edgar, would you like to close out? Uh, and I have a couple questions for you, John, after this, that it, I, I, I wanna make sure we have, mm -hmm. for the podcast, it's a certain length. Edgar, can you mute, unmute? <laughs> I muted you. You're still muted. Yeah, there you go. I think you've given us a beginning point that both points to a center and to, out, to the outer, outer, outer circumference of what we're doing. And my hope is that in asking how we can link, you're urging to link associations and neighborhoods that we can begin to build a much more organic voice for the things we all want to see uh, affirmed and, uh, and implemented and pursued. So thank you so much for uh, sharing the vision and the circle and the means and your own undying uh, commitment to it. And Edgar, I wanna say, thinking way back when, <laughs> I think when we first began to talk about it, starting with assets, that it was in an era of need surveys and nobody paid any attention to <laughs> us at all, <laughs> excepting you. And I want to honor you for that because uh, from the beginning, <clears throat> what you've done and our relationship has been just a parallel building at the center of democracy. So should we open, is it open up for questions from the outside now? If people are listening, uh, I think that uh, we have to ask where next? We have such a great opportunity now with 
with uh, the new administration in office. <clears throat> and I think we need to return to, to saying uh, there's nothing we can't make possible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We, we know how to do that. And uh, we've got between the internet and all the tools that it provides, uh, the possibility of reweaving community one circle at a time and then linking them. Uh, and then what we need is a collective conscience to remind us uh, of uh, why we're here and what needs to be done. Yeah. I've got one last question. It's um, what are your thoughts about the future of the ABCD movement in light of it increasingly being embraced by the deliberative democracy movement? Uh, like leaders like Peter Le Levine, they're espousing yeah. ABCD as a cultural building exercise. So, I yeah. mean, it'd be a great way to catalyze the entire thing by uniting both of those silos. Oh, I think it's been adopted by all kinds of groups. This thing has spawned its own uh, method of, of amoeba-like growing. <laughs> so understanding that, I think that uh, time banking and ABCD are self-proliferating because I know uh, the first gathering we had you know, face to face before the uh, COVID uh, of people interested in ABCD was in uh, England. And there were people showed up there from 22 countries. I mean, actually, you know, there might have been a lot of other people who couldn't afford to come, but people came from 22 countries. And we knew about 10 of them. Now, I think that fact is the greatest, makes me feel so good because here were 12 countries <laughs> that we had nothing to do with and yet it spread, mm -hmm. right? So I think it's in the water, Edgar, <laughs> yeah. that at least we individually and personally don't, uh, don't have to wor worry. I think it's got its own legs. John, as you know, my when people ask me what I hope for, I say it's to set in motion a process that is seriously out of control. <laughs> Can I use that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, by I'll all say means. we have. We have, we have set this. <laughs> I got two nicknames for both of you, Johnny from the block and Eddie from the block. <laughs> uh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... Are there people out there who wanted to ask a question or say something? Well, Edgar, you're to be recognized for your eternal struggle in law schools. <laughs> is, I took that one on. Christine, would you like to close out any of the any, with anything? Any statements? Yeah, um, just to thank you so much, uh, John, for sharing that. I've been scribbling down notes while you've been writing and saying, aha, yes, yes. If we, maybe if I focused on this more or that more, but um, as well, I wanted to just say this, we've been asked by um, a, a, a university to actually tell them the state of play for time banking. And just on the very thing that you've just said, it's very, very, very hard to know because it's yeah. self-proliferating. And yeah. so 
But when you say to people who are used to counting all the time, well, we really don't know because it's sort of self-proliferating. Yeah, right. They look at you like this cannot be. You yeah. know, of course yeah. you have to know. That's what we're all about these days is count, 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 you know? Yeah. And um, and we simply cannot count. We can't count because yeah. it's going off and doing its own thing. They don't know the difference between a movement and an institution. Mm. And they're in institutions. <laughs> and so they do institution things in a movement context and it doesn't fit. Mm. Very I, interesting. I know, listen, we deal with that all, all the time. And if you begin to do things their way, I think you'll lose your way. <laughs> are there are there write-ups of the Canada? Uh, are there detailed write-ups that can be shared? Uh, yes, of, yeah, there are. If you look at our website <clears throat> and and you look under the publications by topic, look under education, and there are three articles there about what's going on in in Edmonton. That would be wonderful. And. Around Edmonton, I mean, it's the northern capital of, uh, of uh, Alberta. But around it are a lot of other small cities, and they've got this going there, too. Be and I think because this, the bureaucrats in the government <laughs> see this as a win-win game, mm -hmm. right? Uh, they never ever occurred to them that it might be that people, but they could see how much easier it was once the private activity of people doing this took place. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I think that that kind of institutional experience may be helpful in spreading this. Yes. But I think around Edmonton are these other small cities. And I think the city officials, <laughs> right, are talking to the city officials in these other cities and telling them, hey, you want to make an easier life for yourself? <laughs> we got away. <laughs> so uh, it's it's taking its own way of proliferating in that case. We'll see. Well, see. This is joyous. Yeah. Species did evolve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think at this point, mainly, I feel I got to watch what's happening. Mm. <laughs> I'm not making it happen anymore. <laughs> we've, we've devolved, Jody and I, and uh, <clears throat> like, like you, I've got a few years on me. And uh, so I, I feel that... Uh, my, the need for me is zero. <laughs> right. Well, but you bring it, you make it alive and it creates a legacy that has a life of its own, John. You really do. Yeah. Well, you and I, I think, can within a context be elders. <laughs> right? Yes. At this point. Yes. Yeah. That's we are elders. What, if anybody said to me, what do you know? I say, I would say, I know what you would know if you paid a lot of attention for neighborhoods for 89 years. <laughs> you know anybody else like that? 
I don't know, but I do. So, and, and you likewise. So, well, we know what's possible. Yeah. A lot of the functions that I remember in neighborhoods as I was raised have been lost in neighborhoods today. And uh, a, a thing that has always strengthened me in recent years is knowing that a lot of the functions that we talk about were performed in neighborhoods in my lifetime. Mm. So this is not some fantasy, right? People cared for each other in ways that have been lost, I think, in most, most neighborhoods now. And, and that doesn't, but I'm not sure I'm saying you can go back, but I am saying that I know how it was and it was a context in which I thought of myself as being a child of a neighborhood. And that, that's the way I think that this neighborhood was my space. <laughs> right? mm -hmm. It was the world I lived in. What was good was there. And these people cared about me and that kind of thing. I think you reawaken a longing for that and a question of how to recreate that and how to bring that back in, exactly. a, in, a, in, a, in an age where we have new tools and new kinds of connectivity and we're, we're together in some kind of an intellectual and shared value space right now, the five of us, even though we're each distant from each other. Right. And that's a gift. It is a gift. I just want to make sure Tim gets his last voice to speak. I guess we've we've always done what you've been telling us about uh, this today, uh, but you've articulated it so well, John, and sort of created a framework or almost a, a structure to to think about it. You know, um, and uh, your various points about you know what we've lost from our communities and all that, and we've got to try and replace these things. I think even in my childhood, I used to live in a community where we used to play sports in the streets and you never had to go and look for a, navy, a babysitter. You just took your kid across the road to, yeah. to yeah. <laughs> someone down the street and so on. And, and you, it was like a family. Yes. So we've lost all that. I guess we're all trying to recreate that in different ways to rebuild these communities. But today a community is a different thing. It's not just a street. It's a, it's a sort of bigger thing. <clears throat> anyway, so that's, that's, yeah, that's my comment. Thanks. Thanks very much for your insights. Thank you. Edgar, <laughs> the ball goes to you. I was, it was interesting. By way of analogy, I was looking at what makes physical matter possible. And it's because no atom is complete until it creates a molecule. Uh, yes, right. It's that, it's, it's that fundamental. This was such a wonderful opportunity to share how our thinking is growing and spreading and how a complementary alternative to money can help create formal and informal systems for meeting individual and social needs. And 
we so much appreciate your joining us and your sharing with us what you come. My hope is that this is just the beginning of an ongoing relationship with all that you, with what we create and what you create, because they're not separate. They're streams that come together. And uh, this has been a real gift, John, and I wanna thank you for the way in which you contributed. We will be hosting this as a podcast and as an educational stream that universities and future generations of students can join in as well as future generations. And I'm hoping that in ABCD that uh, we can share what we create and this will be part of a joint legacy. We value that and look forward to it. Amen. 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 <laughs> this brings our sharing session to an end. Please check us out at www.communityexchangealliance.org or on Twitter at com underscore exchange. You can also participate and partner with us as an individual, a network, a platform, or a community. Thanks so much. Thank you, Edgar. Thank you to our honored guest, John McKnight. Bye-bye. Shadow turns to sun.